Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDays underscore S-E-C. And kind of going to do it different, guys, this episode right here because uh, Saturday was such a busy day. Uh, and multiple, multiple episodes went live on YouTube. Uh, and that's how I, I make the podcast. I usually record it live on YouTube and then bring it over uh, right here. But instead of so many separate episodes, it was three episodes on this Saturday uh, with the bad news of Austin Simmons flipping from Florida uh, to, to Ole Miss. I, talk, I discussed that. And then, of course, the good news started rolling in on the recruiting trail for the Gators in the class of 2024. Tied in Amir Jackson got it started uh, on Saturday. And then Gators added three defensive players Saturday night. Linebacker Aaron Childs, defensive lineman Nasir Johnson, and defensive lineman Amaris Williams. So what I'm going to do, um, I'm going to recombine all those episodes uh, there and throw them all in this one here. So there might be some weird cuts. There might be some you know, weird jumps or whatever, but that's just how I'm going to do it to bring you guys all of it in one little place for you uh, right here in the podcast version. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for keeping up with this busy, busy time uh, in Gator Nation. Hope you enjoy the episode. Bringing you breaking news, pretty much instant reaction. I didn't think I'd be doing this right here on a Saturday, but Gators 2025 quarterback commit Austin Simmons flips from Florida to Ole Miss and will reclassify to 23. And uh, we've been following this, you know, since he committed and that storyline of him reclassifying for 23. And look, it was the plan to, to, uh, reclassify uh, as a Gator quarterback for the 2023 class. And, and what's some storylines for this 2023 class uh, for the quarterback position for the Gators? We'll get into all of that. But, you know, just uh, kind of shocking because if, you know, if you listen to Gators Breakdown all week long, um, that we pretty much, you know, not just staff, but a lot of people around this situation too, that Florida was going to be able to hold off Ole Miss uh, in that visit. Austin Simmons took there a couple of weeks ago and the reclassification process was, you know, and the enrolling process for Florida was, was happening. And it was going to be toward the end of this month, uh, beginning of next month where, you know, we'd probably could talk about uh, him reclassifying and being a part of this Gators team for the 2023 season. Uh, but then, of course, you know, you go through uh, this week and the, the media hoopla of on three and Josh Newberg uh, putting out there that Austin Simmons was, you know, going to reclassify at Florida and be part of the 23 class. Uh, and then he took that down. Other people's hopped, uh, other outlets hopped on board with that same message. Now, I never came out well, with anything saying about that because it, it wasn't completely done. Uh, I knew that. That's why you guys didn't see me here on Thursday not saying it's done. He's reclassified. He's enrolling. That wasn't the case. Uh, but I still thought it was going to happen. Now, I, I let you guys know all week that the, the plan was, and the plan was moving along. Uh, that you know uh, that, that the reclassification uh, for Florida was was in the works. But then, whether that event changed something along the way, because I mean, this was maybe late last night, but certainly today. Uh, was not the plan, uh, and, and this and this whole Miss thing happening uh, where he's going there. Now, that, don't get me wrong; we, we let you know that visit was serious. That he took the old Miss, and that got the the ball rolling in some areas where uh, a flip was possible. But I thought Florida had done enough. Was told Florida had done enough that that probably wasn't going to be the case. Uh, so now, uh, you know, then that report comes out. It's been taken down by own three, and the dad comes out with. Uh, I forget the the outlet that that 
uh, down south, down south Florida, that uh, w- was reported that that wasn't true, that he wasn't going to reclassify. None of that was true. Uh, and uh, well, lo and behold, <laughs> it looks like uh, that that was the, the, the case here. So, uh, you know, we'll see um, if we hear any more on, on in, in, look, I don't know. Uh, if we'll ever get the true story, the true story we put out that whatever happened, that the news being put out on Thursday, that the reclassification was done at Florida had any effect on this. I don't think it helped by any means. Uh, but then um, you know, who knows if this was going to happen anyway, regardless of what happened Thursday. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's uh, you know, pretty shocking right here on this Saturday. I did not expect this type of news right, right here. As I said, you know, a couple of times this past week on Gators Breakdown that, uh, you know that th- this was going to happen, and you know I-, I was planning on doing an Austin Simmons episode a couple weeks from now, saying, "Okay, well it's it's done for Florida now. We can we, we can move on." But guys, just think about uh, th- this, and you know one of my first reactions to this, even just because of the storyline here with Austin Simmons uh, and where it has, you know, d- it just hasn't been as smooth since he committed. Was he going to class- reclassify or not reclassify? Then to visit the old Miss, and was he going to flip or not? And then didn't look like it, and now he has. But this just continues. Like and subscribe, by the way. I didn't get that in there. This is an instant reaction episode. My, my mind's everywhere right now. I'm uh, going to go do some things right here on this nice Saturday. But just think about it. Think about the quarterback position for the class of 2023. Now, we thought that he was going to be a 25 guy, but then reclassified to 23. But this continues the class of 2023 quarterback storylines that may have just really, really emphasized some issues here for Florida at the, at the quarterback spot. Think about it. You had Marcus Stokes committed, and then the situation with him and the rap video where he has to end up being let go out of the scholarship. And then Florida was still recruiting Jaden Rashada, even, even with that, and looked good at one point. He commits to Miami, flips to Florida, and we all know we don't have to revisit that situation again with the whole NIL and, and, and all that. But that was you know, already the 2023 quarterback recruiting had already had its headlines, had already had some unbelievable twists and turns. And then, okay, well, We'll see. You know, maybe Florida hits the transfer portal. When you got, yeah, they got Graham Mertz. But then continuing, okay, well, maybe Florida doesn't get a 23 quarterback. Okay, well, then who comes Austin Simmons and commits for towards 25. But then I was originally told, and like many of you were, the original plan was he was to reclassify. He was going to come and look, he reclassified for Ole Miss. So obviously, reclassification was in the books, was in the cards the whole time. And then, okay, well, now this. He's probably going to be Florida's 23 quarterback. You don't get Stokes. You don't get Rashada. But you may end up getting a better guy anyway. Now, maybe a guy that would not come in. Now, the plan was for him, if he reclassified and come to Florida, he was not going to play a whole lot in this 23 season. It was just not in the cards, especially not taking part in spring, joining summer B, uh, all that kind of stuff. He wasn't going to be starting game one versus Utah or anything like that. The plan was for him to redshirt, take his time, uh, get developed as a as a quarterback, as a person. You know, at 17 years of age, reclassifying two classes. You know, he was not going to come in here and go light the world on fire in his 23 season. But you were going to have him on campus, uh, going through the process, and maybe setting up a big 24 competition with him and DJ Lagway or, or, or something like that. But that's where we're at now for this class of 2023. You didn't get Stokes, you didn't get Rashada, now you don't get Simmons. 
I mean, the 23 storylines for the quarterback position are, I mean, you could write a book just on quarterback recruiting for the 2023 class. And now and it's just Florida's out of a quarterback for the 23 class. And it's not like you've, you know, besides DJ Lagway coming in for the 24 class, of course, you don't have a lot to point to at the quarterback position for Billy Napier and his recruiting so far. You know, the, uh, the transition class, the bump class, it's not there. We're going to have to wait on DJ Lagway. More than likely, I don't think we're going to I – don't, I don't think it's asinine to say Billy Napier's job probably lies on what DJ Lagway is. Whatever kind of quarterback DJ Lagway is, and hopefully, you know, hopefully that he, he stays on board. I don't, I don't think he's going anywhere. But, of course, you know, I, I just laid out some crazy quarterback storylines for you in the last – year or so so you know it's just uh you know in this crazy nil world right here i mean that's, <laughs> that's what, you can't take any storylines you can't take what you're hearing you got to take it all with a grain of salt and then you know like i've kind of went by that notion anyway i told you when the whole carmine mclean stuff happened you know nothing's for sure anymore um but you know this one didn't this one did k- k- catch me off guard just a bit catch me off guard just a bit then uh, yeah, uh, G you know, says, you know, not to mention the, the kitten and debacle as well. You know, certainly not a part of the 2023 class, but yeah, another quarterback uh, storyline uh, that Florida has had to deal with uh, in, in the uh, you know, last you know, half year, year or so. Uh, so, you know, this one's tough just because now you're, you're still waiting and you have to wait now till DJ lag away and see what he is. But I mean, my thing is, all right, you got Graham Mertz for, for, for 23. I mean, we're going to be looking and see what the quarterback position means for, uh, for, for, for this team in year two. Uh, but in year three, is it really? I mean, it's returning the page and, and putting so much on the truth. I mean, for my thing is, it's year three. You, know, you don't get many excuses anymore. I don't care about schedule. I don't care about taking over for the last coach uh, and where recruiting is. And in year three, I, I'm not going to fall back on, well, it's a true freshman quarterback. I, you're in year three. You got to make up for it. Uh, so as much, as high as I am on DJ Lagway when he can be, I'm not expecting him to be some special quarterback in 2024. And now, you know, I was expecting a quarterback battle, but in, in, in 2024, if you know Austin Simmons being a red shirt, maybe uh, being his second year uh, in the system, going against a true freshman quarterback like DJ Lagway, where whoever wins that battle, I'll, I'll have some confidence in both highly recruited. Uh, and if DJ Lightweight comes in a true freshman and, and, and is over, able to overcome a second year Austin Simmons, then great. But now you're, you are relying. But, you know, of course, transfer portal is an option in 24 too, maybe to bridge it. But, you know, I, between Jack Miller and, and, and Graham Mertz, you know, we're, Florida still doesn't have that for sure quarterback that they've gotten out of the transfer portal before. So, what would be the plan to get your quarterback in 24 to maybe bridge the gap and have some confidence in year three? So, I mean, to me, this is just really means there's so much more on DJ Lagway being the 2024 quarterback and how impactful it is going to be on Billy Napier's job. But yeah, this, um, whew, I just can't get over all the storylines we've had to, we've had to face and overcome uh, in 2023. That's just kind of, kind of where this one stands a bit. Uh, it's you know check mark after check mark and check. We have to having to keep shift, go down the list, 
And then not only for that, for but for you know for a quarterback to go to Ole Miss where they got some quarterback depth. I mean, Florida is easier right now to come in and say, all right, you got more of a chance here than you probably do at Ole Miss to to break through at least early on. And like I said, you, you can't count anything out in this NIL world anymore. You know, things that make used to make sense don't make sense anymore. <laughs> so, you know, it's not just all about how quickly can you get on the field and go prove yourself. It's not about that anymore. So, now see, Cruz Smitty said, buddy talked to his dad last weekend, said he was going to Ole Miss. I can't believe this is a shot. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why I said Ole Miss was always that, but there was a lot of talk also that mom was going to win out. Mom wanted him at Florida. Yeah, so that was uh, a lot of the talk there, but of course, apparently not uh, right here. So dad gets what he wants, and he goes to Ole Miss uh, right there. But yeah, certainly a, a split there of uh, what we, we, you know, what was going to happen the last couple of weeks or so. Um, uh, but yeah, this one's uh, this one. This one hurts. This one hurts. Uh, Matthew Walker said, yeah, I knew something was fishy about the reclassification announcement with no other big Gators media outlet from the news. Uh, yeah, that's kind of how I say I, I wasn't going with it. I mean, as much as I wanted it to be true that he was going to reclassify it for it, and, and as much as I heard that it was going to happen, it wasn't 100% right then and there. I wasn't hopping on board Thursday night saying, yep, this is done, because it wasn't. Now, I thought it was going to happen. I'll fully admit that. And, I, and I've been on videos saying it, and you got the audio, and I've been on Gators Breakdown Plus Discord saying there's not much to worry about here. But okay, there was. There was, but I, I still never hopped on, it's, it's done. The, the words, it's done, never came out of my mouth. Uh, there <laughs> probably, probably won't much anymore, <laughs> honestly, with, with the way recruiting is and the way it has gone. Um, but yeah, uh, Yinny, I guess, Y-N-N-Y, yeah, Florida still needs a quarterback, starting quarterback for 2024. Absolutely, absolutely. And I thought, uh, well, I thought we'd have a good battle on our hands. I thought uh, the, the quarterback storylines were kind of shifting. You know, we had our troubles in 23, but Austin Simmons is going to reclassify. And now you got him and DJ Lagway for years to come setting up a battle. Whoever wins, uh, you know, they beat a good guy. And the other one may go on to transfer, but at least, you know, you got one who's been through the ringer with another high-profile quarterback. You had a battle. The winner's going to come out and, 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 and you know, leave Florida uh, at, at the quarterback position. Uh, but now, you know, as I said, it's, it, it's pretty much all. It's pretty much all on DJ Lagway uh, coming in right now as a 2024 quarterback. Um, uh, Florida Reptile 01. Yeah, I, I, I'll agree with you, man. You hate to be negative, but what's going on with the program right now? Hopefully we get some good news soon. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, if there's any bombs in recruiting that need to be dropped as far as good news go, uh, I, I would expect that you know, to be happening pretty soon uh, right here. This is supposed to be a pretty good weekend for Florida uh, right here, but you know we've been two weekends now and it, with official visits happening uh, and not really coming out with the big names yet. Uh, some big names on campus uh, that Florida should be trending well. Uh, with right now, but uh, as I said, you, know, uh, I'll let you know. Guys, know what we hear, uh, and if it's trending good and all that stuff. But you know, take with a grain of salt uh, right now with the way recruiting is, uh, especially for Florida right now. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know, don't hang your hat much on on much till you see it. Uh, so I think that's where a lot of us are now. Wait and see mode. Uh, well, let's see it. You know, uh, I think we've done uh, right right now. We've done enough waiting. Uh, so I think it's time to to start seeing some uh, some good news uh, right here after some in recruiting. So, um, but yeah, yep. Let's see. 
All right, I'll go to trying to get. I was going through the comments there, so I went back a bit. I'll go through a couple more, and then I'll sign off here in this episode. Just kind of want to give you guys an instant reaction. Uh, it was pretty, pretty much a shocker here. Uh, I, I thought, you know, but Austin Simmons, six two and a half, one hundred and eighty pound quarterback. And the question for him was reclassifying two classes. You know, what does that mean for him missing his junior senior year snaps, uh, missing the reps as a junior senior, and you know. M- missing the uh, it's third and four late in the fourth quarter where your quarterback needs to be a leader and you're missing you're going to miss two years of that you know and what would that mean uh for a quarterback that's reclassifying and, and put in that situation well you know now we'll have to see that old miss but now uh, i guess for like i said the plan wasn't for him to play much in 23 anyway well he's not gonna play tw- in 23 at old miss we, we know that they got a lot of quarterback depth maybe even 24 anyway so he's got time uh, to develop there. He was probably more of a need at Florida, as I said, going into a 2024 quarterback battle. At Ole Miss, that's not necessarily going to be the case. Now, if he's good enough and, and he does it, okay, but it's not necessarily needed. And if we'll see, you know, for Florida's sake, you know, uh, I think we're going to have to, we're going to have to see Billy Napier go get a, a proven and a, uh, a quarterback that can give a good quarterback battle in 24 that there's some confidence in because, you know, and you're in, when you're in year three in season three, you're going to have your development. You're going to have your players. in, and if you're, and if you believe in that, you cannot be held back by the quarterback position. You'd have Trevor ETN in year three. You'd have Shamar James on defense in year three, or Chris McClellan on defense in year three, where if you believe in your, in what you were doing, you need to take advantage of those good players you have, and you can't be held back by the quarterback spot. Well, right now, it's either Graham Mertz in year two. So if Graham Mertz is back next year, that means he didn't have that great of a season. That means because he didn't go to the NFL. Uh, So that means you have him in a year two. So so I think you have to go get a transfer quarterback that is absolutely – one that you can hang your hat on that says, okay, he's going to be – and we saw how tough the 24 schedule is anyway. So, and as high as I am on DJ Lagway, it's not ideal to start a true freshman quarterback. And Grant Mertz in year two wouldn't be ideal either. So 24, you've got to go get a transfer quarterback to be the bridge and provide great competition in that room. So, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's see. I'll go to some more comments here. Estimated profit says, yeah, just devastating. Coach Oz, I know we need to be patient, but with the way everything has changed, we're constantly on the defensive. Absolutely. I I, kind of feel that way as well. Uh, I haven't hidden behind the fact, you know, I, I like the process of Billy Napier. I like, you know, what's going on behind the scenes, but with the caveat of I'd like a little more sense of urgency um, because of what's going on around you, what college football is right now, the path that I think you can take to be a little more urgent and to, and to have a little more improvement the way the transfer portal works and how you can kind of change a team in, in, in an aspect and, and in an instant uh, I'm not asking for microwave success here, um, but you know some signs of progress, and maybe we get that here. Maybe uh, Florida's a surprise team in 2023, and Billy Napier's coaching breaks through. Uh, and, and I agree; I, I've expressed patience, and I, I can be patient. Um, but you know, you gotta you know you start going through list of things, and 
you know, what's happening that's good right now, there's not a lot to point to. A good start in the 2024 recruiting class, that's one. You got your quarterback. You got four top really good uh, re- recruits right now. We need to see that continue. We need to see a bounce back and coaching make a good difference on the field in 2023. But that's, that's going to require patience. We got to see how the 24 class ends. We got to see how the 23 season ends. That's going to require patience. But right now, there's just not a lot to point to to say, yep, this is going exactly where I want it to or exactly where it needs to go. We're still waiting on that. And today is just one more box to check where it says, we're still waiting C mode. And it's actually, and you know, that's probably a nice way of saying it. Because, I mean, this is, a, this is a negative hit. This is a hit on Florida right now. It's not really status quo. It's, it's a negative hit. So, yep. I mean, like I said, I, 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 there, there's, it's still early enough. You can scream patience. You can. But at the same time, you know, we, we've got to, with, with things coming up, this 23 season, Putting some touches on this twenty-four class in the in, in the coming weeks and months, but there's got to be some positivity to start selling. Okay, let's see. All right. Yep, Jamie twenty uh, Florida. Billy hasn't been able to get his quarterback since being at Florida. Yeah, I mean, that's why the important is it's so important to hang on Lagway. Uh, and it stinks that it took three cycles to get your get your quarterback. Yeah, you like to have it earlier than that and, and, and build early on. Uh, but man, yeah, we're we're still still waiting, and that one's still gotta be official. All right, so we'll get back to this Saturday. I hope to be back with another episode very, very soon. Hopefully some good news on the recruiting trail for the Gators. Um, but man, this was one I was hoping we could, you know, we, we'd have some good news on and, and uh, have that, but unfortunately not. But there's kind of some instant, you know, not a lot of prep work in this one, not a lot of uh, <laughs> uh, note-taking or anything. This is more, you know, coming from my head, coming from my heart a bit. Uh, still repping Gators. So shout out to that baseball team. And then we don't talk much baseball on here and, you know, football uh, if I had more time, I would. Uh, but you know, big shout out to them. Gators Breakdown Plus Discord going crazy with the baseball game in, in, in that chat. Uh, the of course, not a lot to, great to talk about with this situation, but the conversation is ongoing there on the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord with this situation, recruiting storylines too. As I said, it's just going to be some good news. Uh, we'll we'll be excited there. Uh, hopefully with that. But right now, uh, kind of discussing the hot button topic right here of Austin Simmons reclassifying and flipping from Florida to Ole Miss. Everybody, all right, thank you so much for hopping on this short notice uh, reaction episode. Oh, never a dull moment for sure. I mean, if you're watching on YouTube, hey, you probably just watched me in another video. It was bad news. Austin Simmons flips to Ole Miss, but hey, we got some good news right here to talk about, right on the heels of that, by the way. So I don't know if that was planned or not. Got some bad news, PR move to get some good news. Well, hey, let's enjoy it right here anyway. Tied in Amir Jackson. He commits to the Florida Gators tight end position, one of the best tight end prospects in the country from right up the road in Georgia. Well, now he commits to the Florida Gators. So big, big-time pickup, especially after Walter Matthews, of course, last week, uh, one of the other top targets for the Gators. It was going to be a Florida-USC battle. He visits USC, felt good about that one, visits Florida. 
Uh, Florida was feeling good about that, but hey, he commits to USC, but Florida gets just as good um, as far as rankings go, uh, tied in right here uh, with Amir uh, Jackson. So everybody hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Another, as I said, if you're uh, if you're watching YouTube, you know I just did uh, the Austin Simmons episode, but welcome back right here uh, just a few minutes later to break down the commitment of Amir Jackson like button subscribe button that subscribe you can also do it on your favorite podcast platform leave a comment right here on this uh, get at the tight end position for the Gators and uh, Gators Breakdown Plus hey commercial free episodes right there on Gators Breakdown Plus and also uh, access to the discord server uh, for Gators Breakdown Plus members but hey this is a good one so let's get into it Gator Nation let's go we got to commit and it is Amir Jackson on the 24-7 Sports Composite. He is a four-star. He is the 108th overall prospect in the country. You're basically a top 100 player here. The eighth-ranked athlete. There you go. So just the athlete here. You know, a very athletic tight end. They got him uh, listed as an athlete right here. Four-star on the 24-7 Sports Composite. 108 overall. Eighth-ranked athlete. 24-7 Sports. Very high. Very, very high on one Amir Jackson. The on three composite or the on three industry rankings also has Amir Jackson as a four star, 130th overall, the 10th ranked tight end in the country from Portal, Georgia, right south of Savannah. So if you're on 95 and you're driving up, you'll see those polar exits right there, right around the Savannah area. So good. Look, remember when we went back in February and we turned the page. Uh, and started looking at this recruiting class. The state of Georgia was absolutely loaded in tight end prospects. The Gators had to get one. I mean, absolutely had to get one here. And Russ Callaway, with those Georgia connections, Callaway has a lot of Georgia connections, uh, with the Valdosta State connection there. Uh, so that's got to pay off, uh, especially with his this position group being so loaded in the state of Georgia. That is his position group now. Time to pay off. And one does right here with Amir Jackson. Six foot three, 223 pound tied in. 22 catches for 428 yards and four touchdowns last season. He was good for an average of 19.4 yards a catch. He also made an impact at safety. That's where the athlete on the 24 7 sports composite comes in. Made an impact at safety where he had 71 tackles, two forced fumbles, and an interception. So right here, I mean, you're getting some great length at the tight end spot. He just jumps off the field with his ability to get up and make a catch. Plays the ball really, really well in the air. Um, this is a player that you, you throw it up with confidence that he's going to be the one to come down with the ball. Uh, he's got a basketball background as well. That's where that athlete comes into play. He shines, you know, shines in that area to go up and be able to get that ball. You know, using that basketball background. Uh, shows good burst for a bigger body, pretty fast off the ball. He may play bigger once on campus. We'll kind of see that, as I said. You know, if you look at him right now, uh, listed at 223, he might can add, uh, you know, add some muscle, uh, add some weight to, to to his frame. But I mean, right here, um, he may play bigger once he gets on campus. He's just a, a good versatile option here at the tight end spot. We need to develop as a blocker, of course. A really good receiving tight end right now. So, you know, most of that work will be as a blocker, maybe working on that, uh, his route running, you know, to get in and out of breaks and such, but certainly can play inside and outside. Uh, and, and look, certainly, you know, he's, he, he's one of these tight ends that's going to answer that question 
of how and if Billy Napier uses the tight end position with a weapon like this. Uh, he doesn't, I don't necessarily think he's had one. Uh, I think Boardingham is maybe something that we'll get to see this fall as maybe an inkling on how Billy Napier wants to use the tight end position moving forward. Uh, but one like Amir Jackson, who has the experience of playing the position, has the experience of being able to use his body, know how to go up and get a ball. This is the prospect I think we're going to get our answer on, on how Billy Napier wants to use the tight end position and if he can use the tight end position. So this, you know, Jackson can play as this big body receiver. Uh, that's what I, I like about him, of, of course. Uh, we know blocking is going to be important in those two tight end sets for Billy Napier. Uh, but, you know, this big body, more receiver type, I want to see how he uses one of these, especially once this blocking gets developed. I mean, you can't go out there and not block at all, of course. Uh, but, you know, once you get this blocking rapport uh, down here, I want to see how that develops. And look, it'll be a hard, it'll be hard. Once he gets that part, it'll be hard to take this player off the field. Uh, in Amir Jackson being the receiver and just developing as a blocker just a bit. So doesn't have to be an excellent blocker right away <laughs> or, or maybe even ever, but good enough to stay on the field and be that versatile type of mismatch where you, know, you can keep him on the field and disguise how you're going to use him out there. So I, I, the, the question now comes, I mentioned Walter Matthews and you know, Florida was, it, it was setting up where Florida was probably going to take two tight ends. Uh, if you could get Walter Matthews and Amir Jackson, great. Or if you can get now uh, and Amir Jackson and, you know, where do we go from here? Uh, we'll see where Florida goes with Jonathan Eccles, the, the Tennessee commit. I believe he's on Tennessee's campus this weekend. We'll see if they can kind of shut the door uh, on, you know, some good Florida momentum. Look, while I talk about momentum, I, I won't, you know, I, I want to do the respect of, uh, of Amir Jackson here and, you know, give him his props, but, you know, for the, the bad news that was uh, Austin Simmons earlier today, if you're listening here on the Saturday, for this one, you know, I was given inklings of, hey, we're hearing some good things on the recruiting trail for this weekend. Hey, it's great that one played out. You know, we said it, it's time to get these big names on campus and it's time to get them signed, you know, not signed, still delivered, but down the road, but get their name on, on that commitment list. And that's what happened here. So, you know, for once, the good news that we were hearing, hey, it, it paid off. Now, would it, would, it was going to happen this weekend anyway, <laughs> I think, uh, but you know, was it sped up because of the PR move of, uh, of the Austin Simmons bad news. But great to get the good news here, uh, and one that we heard coming in that Florida was trending for, for really well, not like Walter Matthews, where we heard last week, uh, Florida was trending really well, thought they could stay off uh, USC. USC was a threat, uh, but Florida still felt really, really good about where they were. Well, Florida feels really good about where they were, uh, with Amir Jackson, even more so now, but felt really good coming into this weekend about getting his commitment. But you know, Florida feels good about the work they've put in with Johnson Eccles as well and Eric Carner at, at, at the same time. So you know, I think Florida right now would be fine with just taking one tight end. Um, we'll see coming down the road if, the, if they'll take two. Um, I think that you know, we'll probably get a little bit more information uh, off of that this weekend. But you know, Caleb Odom, uh, the big body receiver, Florida would be recruiting him as. I'll, I'll still include him in here because I know you guys bring him up a lot when we're talking to tight end position. Uh, I still think Alabama's the team to watch out for there. Uh, but Jonathan Eccles just mentioned he's an, another top 100 tight end committed to Tennessee right now. He's pretty much, as far as rankings go, right in line with what Amir Jackson is. So could Florida get both those guys in the fold, two top 100 tight ends? Uh, and as I mentioned, Tavion Galloway, the recent 
decommit from LSU. Uh, we'll see. He posted that picture of him and Billy Napier the other morning on social media. See if that means anything. 245 overall on 24-7, 3 of 6 overall on 3. And then Eric Carner, uh, of course, the Illinois tight end. Uh, Iowa seemed to be the school to beat till he visited Florida. I think Florida put themselves firmly in the mix there for Eric Carner. So what to watch here, at least for the tight end position, is to see if Florida will add anybody right here to Amir Jackson. So, uh, and some more storyline, you know, for as far as that goes, uh, it was thought to be a one-time battle here uh, for, for, for the Puller Georgia native. And of course, you know, Georgia has a lot to sell, brought in two tight ends last cycle, already has two this cycle as well. Uh, so once Georgia started filling up here at tight end, they would have taken a mirror if he probably wanted to commit uh, a few weeks ago. I think they like what he brought to the table too. Now Georgia does have the number one overall tight end committed in the country, uh, but maybe put a mirror with him. So, uh, but no, right now, you know, earlier on, it was thought to be a Florida Georgia battle, but this one just kind of timed out well for Florida. Georgia filling up a bit at the tight end position. Uh, Florida needing a tight end uh, of this magnitude, uh, so it just it just kind of works out, you know. So of course Georgia can process if they need be. I don't think that's going to happen here, uh, but you know, good good pickup here for the Gators to be able to go into the state of Georgia. Uh, Auburn was trying to make a move here late as well for Amir Jackson. Maybe if they could get into to, to there and Hugh Freeze can sell him. But right now, well, as we can say, we can sit here and celebrate a commitment of Amir Jackson being a tight end commit for the Florida Gators. So, all right, big news. I mean, that's good news. Good news right here. Fi- finally, some good news. <laughs> I think we can jump on jump on board with here. You know, Russ Calloway, as I said, you know, uh, Florida's got a, had a tight end position coach change. And, you know, he was going to have to go reassess the board and go get his tight end. Uh, good for him to be able to go in that state of Georgia that he knows so well uh, and, and be able to uh, to go and, and, and sell him on that. So, just you know, four-star tight end, latest to pull the trigger for the Gators, uh, and that was just a really, really, really big need of good news, uh, especially at a, at a position in there. We, we, I, I'm ready to see we the two tight ends on the field a lot for Billy Napier. How's he going to use one that has some athleticism? I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to see it. And this is we'll get our answer here. Uh, Amir Jackson is going to get up, give us our answer if Billy Napier's willing to use a tight end like this, willing to get this guy the ball five times a game, uh, especially if he's a mismatch here. So, you know, we're going to get our answer, I think, uh, uh, in, the coming, uh, in the coming years. You know, hopefully that, you know, DJ Lagway, a high-profile quarterback, Amir Jackson is a tight end uh, of how Billy Napier can utilize these tight ends uh, in, in the passing game. So, uh, of course, Jackson, he's a 10th-ranked commit uh, for the – or he's the number – 10 commit for the Gators right now. 10th commitment for the Gators so far. Hopefully the Gators add on that this third official visit weekend as it goes through and wraps up. As I said, I think uh, Gator Nation needs some good news, wants some good news uh, with some recent bad news. Hopefully (laughs) we get some more good news uh, on the way of of, uh, recruits and uh, them choosing to play for the Gators. But all right, that will do it right here. Um, It may not be. The last time you see me here on this Saturday, it will be for a little while. I got to head out of the house for a little while. I'm a little behind on some things. So, uh, uh, but guys, uh, of course, if I could, I was going to throw this episode out for you. So hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Some really, really good news here. So you like it for uh, the ability to bring you the news. Like it because it is good news right here on Gators Breakdown. I never knew what I was getting myself into. When I made the moniker, there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. But guys, you know just as good as I do, that moniker 
holds up. <laughs> this day, this Saturday could not be any more exemplary of I mean, the, the example of this Saturday is it's nuts. It is nuts. We, we get such a bad news to start the day. Uh, and then four commits later, we're all happy, joyous again, as we should be. Uh, but it just lets you know the roller coaster that goes along with being a Gator fan, of following this team, uh, caring so much about this team in Orange and Blue. I mean, this is it, – it's nuts. It's nuts. But let's get into the meat of this episode, uh, of course. So – you know, the Gators got the day started on the recruiting trail uh, with, with commits by getting tied in Amir Jackson, but that was the last episode. There was that episode already out there for you guys uh, on, on on YouTube, of course. I still uh, I've been busy today following this stuff, having life a little bit. Uh, Amir Jackson commits. I leave the house, come back to to the house, and boom, pow, pow, pow. Three commits for the Florida Gators. Aaron Childs at linebacker, and then Nasir Johnson, Amiris Williams on the defensive line. Uh, Gators get two defensive line commits right there. Uh, so big, big pickups for the Gators on the defensive side of the ball after getting that tight end commit earlier in the day. So plenty, plenty to get into. Like, subscribe. You know, uh, this episode right here is probably going to be pretty up there. Hey, let's just go. It just came in my head. Let's just set the like record. I, I don't know what the like record is. Maybe I'll go back and try and find it, but. Right here, while we're right now, I know Saturday night uh, might be a little hard to do. So if you're watching live, everybody hit that like button. Let's try and set some kind of record. I don't know what the record is. Uh, and then if you're watching replay, hit that like button as well. Subscribe to Gators Breakdown if you haven't done so yet. You get notifications when we go live on episodes like this. Join Gators Breakdown Plus. I mean, might be the busiest overall day we've had on there. <laughs> Maybe the Utah game last year and the big win and the Rashada situation, all that might be up there as well. Uh, but today has been overall a good day uh, right here on Gators Breakdown Plus. Link is in the description. You get access to that Discord server, commercial-free episodes as well. Uh, so it's really, really uh, – get, get it going uh, right there with some conversations with some fellow Gator fans, but plenty to get into, guys, of just uh, recruiting. It never stops. The world doesn't stop spinning. Uh, we've been waiting for these big names to pop. You know, these official visit weekends. This is the third one in a row for the Gators. And, man, it uh, really, really, really got it going right here. I, I, I had to be a little patient. You know, I screamed patience. I got the frustration, and it, it pays off. It pays off right here uh, for, for the Florida Gators there. But uh, one, you know, shout out Florida Victorious as well. Florida's new NIL leading the way there. It doesn't happen uh, with, with you know with, with people like that leading the way here, going a long way. Recruits notice how important NIL is. Florida Victoria's doing it the right way. Everything going on behind the scenes there. Of course, that May challenge, uh, the match challenge, $2 million match or $4 million total. Uh, look, recruits notice. Uh, so all the positive mojo and spin out there we can put on Florida's NIL led by Florida Victoria's. Uh, we can put it out there. Join that too. Uh, if you can, a really, really good interview there with Bob Redman and David Sertiquist there uh, with um, uh, who was it? Des Watson and uh, um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, I'm drawing a blank right now. But uh, anyway, good interview right there with Florida Victorious. Uh, right there, Dante Sanders. There we go. Just popped in my head. Tied in Dante Sanders uh, right there with Florida Victorious. So all right, we know how we do it right here when we talk recruiting, when we talk commits. There's only one way to do it. Let's get excited. I'm excited. I know you're excited out there, but this is a big day. Big day right here. Uh, didn't start off all too well with the Austin Simmons news, but you know what? We'll forget about that for now. We will move forward, and guys, you know how we do it. Let's start off 
This is how we do it. Gator Nation, you know, we got to commit. And this one, big, uh, big, big, big. One of the surprise of the weekends, uh, maybe trending a little bit this weekend with uh, the storyline I'll tell you here about linebacker Aaron Childs commits to the Florida Gators, six foot three, 220 pound linebacker from Maryland, four star on the 24 7 sports composite, four star on the own three industry rankings. He is the 80th overall player on the 24 7 sports composite, sixth ranked linebacker. The own three industry ranking has him as the 109th overall player and the ninth ranked linebacker. So Brian Doan, the 24 7 has this analysis of one Aaron Childs, has verified speed, but does not have verified speed markers, can easily play at 225 to 230. During several in-person evaluations, burst, instincts, and physical style of play stood out. Team leader with high football IQ, productive, reliable player, lines up in various spots, including blitzing off the edge and as an inside linebacker. Great body control, can contort to slip through gaps, and dip to get around the edge. Diagnosis plays quickly, runs well, chases plays down from behind, fills run gaps, and is a sure tackler. Athleticism is evident in person and on tape, is strong against the run, willing to take on blocks, and can stack and shed. Navigates traffic, locates the ball carrier well, especially in the box. Tackles through ball carrier, also delivers the big hit. Understands not only his assignment, but can direct the defense. Is impressive with drop uh, with drop depths and coverage, does not bail on assignments, closing speed flashes when playing downhill, moves well laterally, and shows ability to get to the sideline. Has to continue to develop technique and increase coverage ability. Can play early at a top 10 program, early to mid-round NFL draft potential. Corey Bender, a good friend from On3, Gators Online, he says, with Child, this is a versatile linebacker spot prospect who could ultimately settle down as the Gators' jack position. He currently weighs in at around 230, has a frame that could really expand on the next level. Two, uh, 2024 prospect primarily lines up on edge in high school as well, so that's a strong level of familiarity in that role. Does a great job of wreaking havoc as a pass rusher, shows good closing speed, once gaining the upper hand on an offensive tackle. He typically plays... Standing up provides that thud at the point of attack. Once the ball is snapped, that relentless style of play is on full display. While Childs is most effective when rushing the passer or assisting the run, also shows decent change of direction when reacting to the ball, uh, especially for his size. And once he does change direction, it does not take him long to accelerate, pick up ground. That alone makes him a high-level prospect due to his size and instincts. Dangerous combination for a linebacker. Another part of Childs' game that stands out is his ability to play under control. He explodes into the backfield in a hurry, but keeps his eyes forward, rarely overplays the ball carrier. He also does a great job of pursuing from the backside, shows great effort, play in and play out. If it's not the jack position, Charles fits best in the middle of the defense. Diagnosis plays in a hurry, rarely out of position. He needs to improve his overall ability and coverage, but does a lot of things very well. So whether it's rushing the passer or operating as a leader in the middle of the defense, the Gators are getting a versatile defender who will likely fill up the stat sheet in Gainesville. He is everywhere on the field. Also, kudos to inside linebacker coach Jay Bateman. He has constructed arguably the top linebacker class in the country and is still on the hunt with Chris Jones on the market. So there's your analysis of one, Aaron Childs. And mention, I mean, just how 
good this linebacker class was already. You had Miles Graham. You had Darius Hayes. Uh, and we knew Florida was going to go after another linebacker. Like, I think we would have been just happy. Just happy with Miles Graham. Just happy with Darius Hayes. Those two guys right there, you, we would have been satisfied moving forward in this 2024 class with just those two linebackers. Well, you know what? Florida's like, hey, we'll get three. We'll get four maybe. Chris Jones out there visiting Georgia this week. Absolutely not a necessary need now. You get Childs in the fold. I mean, if you can go get him and he wants to come in with other linebackers and stuff, but I mean, you got a highly, more highly rated linebacker right here in Aaron Childs. And, you know, we felt really good about Chris Jones. Probably still feel really good about Chris Jones, but does his, does this change? I mean, it's kind of the same thing for Childs. Michigan filled up. You know, it was just a time, a matter of timing, honestly. Not that Michigan was taking the guys over him, but timing was a part of it here. So, you know, Chris Jones could wait himself out of a spot. You know, he could have committed to the Gators two weeks ago, but he wanted to take that visit to Georgia this weekend. May not now, may, may now not have a spot at the University of Florida. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see if Florida still pursues. I think they will, uh, but, you know, not, how, how does this affect him as well? Uh, I guess is, a, is another way of looking at it. So, I mean, you can't. With, with just Graham and Hayes, we could have been completely satisfied. I think we're even more ecstatic in how it plays out now with Childs, but, you know, it, it, it does go to show this great linebacker room Jay Bateman has constructed this cycle. I mean, big kudos to him. Big kudos to him. So with Darius Hayes and Miles Graham committed, guys, I'm about to tell you how historic this, this linebacker class is. It was already pretty good. I'm about to tell you how historic it is for the Gators. So let's go and just look at it. this class right now. Darius Hayes, Miles Graham committed. That gives Florida the 51st and 53rd overall ranked players and the fourth and fifth best linebackers that were already committed. The fourth and fifth best linebackers in the country were already committed to the Gators. Now you add Childs to the group as the 80th overall player in the country, a sixth-ranked linebacker, the fourth, fifth, and sixth best linebackers in the country in the 2024 class are right now committed to the Florida Gators. That's the best class in the country right now. A lot of three for quantity, and they're all three top 10 guys, top five ish guys. But what about historically? I mean, you've got to really put that up there as far as recruiting rankings go. Now, we know what these guys have to go out there and prove it on the field. But what do recruiting rankings show? You know, I go back to the early 2000s and when they started keeping up with this, all these recruiting services. I'm about to tell you how historic this is. So this would also push for the best program hall at the linebacker spot. And there's two other classes you have to look at for a historical perspective. You'd be putting this 2024 hall up there with the class of 2009 and the class of 2013. In 2009, Florida signed the top linebacker in the country, Jelani Jenkins, and then they signed John Bostic as well, who was a fourth-rate linebacker in that class. So the top overall and the fourth overall. That one's going to be hard to beat. But you got three of them right here. That's top five. Uh, you know, top five to six. So you know, to kind of let you know, this is what you're, you, you're putting it up against. So Jenkins is the highest-rated linebacker Florida has ever signed. Bostic is the eighth. So Jenkins was a top in his class, the top Florida has ever signed. Bostic, the fourth-ranked in that class, and the eighth overall. 
In the class of 2013, Florida signed their fourth and fifth best-rated linebackers ever. Alex Anzalone and Daniel McMillan. Anzalone was the fourth-best linebacker in the class of 13 and the fourth-highest ever at Florida. McMillan, sixth-best in the 2013 class and the fifth-best overall at Florida. So right now, comparatively, looking at it, historically for Florida, Hayes would be the sixth-highest linebacker Florida was to, to sign, while Graham would be the seventh. Childs would be the 13th highest. So this class, if it stays true, stays where it is right now, would produce the 6th, 7th, and 13th best linebackers since the early 2000s. And you're putting it up there with some of the best to do it. I mean, Bostic and, and Jenkins, we are, I mean, those guys speak for themselves. And Zaloni, of course, was banged up a bit, but, but probably a better pro than he was a college player. But, you know, just couldn't stay healthy uh, enough at Florida. Daniel McMillan, the only one really on this list that, this, I mean, he's okay player. And nothing that stood out. Didn't live up to the recruiting ranking. Uh, Jenkins, Bostic did, Anzalone did kind of somewhat if he could, probably could have stayed healthy, as I said, but you know, his, his worth is really shot up in the NFL. I mean, you get any kind of production out of these three guys that are coming in this class of 2024 of those guys I just mentioned, Florida's in good shape, but three of the best right now, if they stay, that's how historic this class would be. You'd put them right up there with the best to ever do it at Florida. As far as recruiting rankings go, of course. And 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 in a single class, so I mean, guys, we have to kind of go back and look at this. I mean, this is after only bringing in Jaden Robinson in the last class, uh, missing on Grayson Howard, Malik Bryant, Jordan Hall. Um, you know, this was absolutely needed by Jay Bateman and staff. And kudos to Jay Bateman. I was holding some patience with him. I, I talked to enough people behind the scenes and say, no, he's better than what he showed last cycle, uh, and certainly has been able to take uh, advantage, uh, you know, in the, in the Carolinas and uh, up there in that area uh, where he had a little bit of, you know, background, of course. Uh, and that's really, really paid off. I mean, it was disappointing last cycle. We, we, we know that. And he had to rebound. And boy, has he so ever. You know, it, it, was, it was too hard for me to get too worked up. Now, don't get me wrong. You guys know I love Pup Howard here in Jacksonville. Got a little bit of relationship with him. Uh, I was a little bit heartbroken not to see him in orange and blue. But, you know, I wasn't getting too worked up uh, over those results because I was hearing too many good things about Bateman. Uh, but it was time to put together, put it together. It was time to go out there and, and, and you know, put it together and look good. Uh, well, he's done so. He's done so. So, looking at this, Jay Bateman right now, is the second overall recruiter on 24-7 sports recruiter rankings. Second overall, only behind Fran Brown at Georgia. He's ahead of Terry Smith of Penn State and Brian Hartline of the Buckeyes. So, I tell you, I mean, that, that just lets you know how good this linebacker class is. And we'll see if Florida adds even more to it. But guys, I mean, this is, yeah, look, how bad has the defense been? How's bad has the defense been for years now? Well, you know, Aaron Childs, 80th overall player right here, and you're bringing him in at the linebacker spot. And this position group, I'm excited to see how it plays out. I'm excited to see how it plays out the rest of the cycle, see if Florida even adds anymore, and just how to see once these guys get on the field. Graham, Hayes, Childs. I mean, this is this is something to get excited about. And I, I, I am. I hope you are. I mean, this was, uh, this was a big one. This was, it was, it, look, we started hearing 
rumblings this week because, as I said, go back to the Michigan and how it just played out there, timing being a part of it, them filling up. Um, and, you know, I think Florida's going to be in uh, good shape anyway uh, about this. But the Michigan, I'm not, I'm not going to lie here, it helped out a bit. Uh, but then in-state Maryland might have been a school to watch out for uh, right here. They were, they were going to be making a push. And no, nope, Florida's getting it done right here, getting that commitment right here from Aaron Childs. So that was uh, – I'm kind of working maybe a little backwards here. That was the latest commit right here on this Saturday, but the biggest uh, and one of the biggest surprises – uh, I, I thought so. You know, starting with that, you know, being uh, one, one mainly because of what's being done at this live micro spot, but also just uh, uh, you know, start with the highest player <laughs> right here and the, the one that was just coming off the hills of this, uh, where I went live. So, all right, well, hey, let's keep it going. Florida wasn't done. Florida, as I said, four commits for the day already discussed two of them, one earlier today, one right here in this episode, of course, and now let's keep it going. Gator Nation, hey, we got to commit. This time, it is Nasir Johnson. 24-7 sports. Has him as a four-star. On three, a four-star as well. All of these guys, four-stars today. Florida's uh, raking in. 24-7 sports composite has Nasir Johnson as the 250th overall player, 30th ranked defensive lineman. On three, has him as 245th overall player and 26th ranked defensive lineman. Six foot five, 303 pound defensive lineman, massive size here, reported 84 inch, 84 inch wingspan from Dublin, Georgia. Another Georgia native picking the Gators today. And this one's uh, pretty nice, pretty nice. We, 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 we were feeling good about this one coming into this weekend. Named Florida as leader not long ago. August looked like the original timeline, uh, but the Gators get it done here. Uh, was supposed to visit FSU next weekend, uh, but, you know, here we go. There was the interest from Georgia as well. That was legit. Don't let you, that, you know, I'm sure people will talk you out of that one, but there was interest from the home state Bulldogs here. Uh, just come off a South Carolina visit, uh, but remember, he visited back on June 1st. Called Florida his leader, then returned this weekend. And that was the final piece. So uh, start looking at the type of player Nasir Johnson is. He says, they see me doing uh, the four-hour, the five, playing around that area, being able to show my versatility, show where I can play and pass downs and run downs as well. They can use me in a lot of ways in their defense. feel like I can fit into what they want to do, especially the way they want to use me. I won't have to be a big body type in the middle. I can move a bit more outside and move around what he told Swamp 24-7's Blake Alderman a couple weeks ago. But if you go look at his huddle a bit, I mean, he shows really good play recognition, uh, the ability to shed blocks and double teams. Certainly, he's if you go look at it, he's bigger uh, than a lot of competition in the highlights. He he shows the willingness to, to chase down plays. Uh, when he gets to the ball carrier, he is looking to inflict pain. He uh, he plays violent, and that is what you want in your defensive line. I think Florida's kind of missed that uh, a bit, a violent, violent player up front. Uh, so, you know, probably plays a little high uh, at, at times. You know, he, he can just kind of overpower opponents uh, with his size compared to the opponents he's playing, but really, really uh, high potential developmental piece right here along the defensive line. Uh, play some offensive line as well, so he got some versatility uh, to play both sides of the ball. But, you know, another one where I think you really have to point out Jay Bateman because Jay Bateman, hey, Blake, I mean, of course, you got your areas that you're responsible for here too. Um, so, you know, uh, pretty good, uh, you know, uh, pretty good here 
Uh, for Jay Bateman, defensive line coach Sean Spencer, of course, cannot be overlooked here uh, with this position group. Uh, but Jay Bateman, uh, another <laughs> you know, kind of paying off here. This is going to be the Jay Bateman episode as well uh, because of uh, Amherst Williams, uh, you know, Florida, another defensive line commit we'll get into in just a second. But plays dividend there too. And off-field assistant uh, Callie James uh, also uh, playing a big, big part here. He's thrown um, – Nasir has joined – he's grown close uh, to all those three names – uh, right there, Bateman, Spencer, James, uh, and now you know Florida. That was you know adding along uh, the defensive line here absolutely needed. You know, Amherst Williams was the the first one to pop today, giving Florida uh, the first defensive line commit. But Nasir was the one we kind of expected. Uh, and look, what did I say? Yeah, uh, you know, early on uh, today about guys that we were feeling good about. This was going to be the weekend that needed to pay off. You know, you can't go three weekends about hey, all right, it's trending Florida this way only to kind of come out of the weekend and not get the commitment. Well, you know, Nasir was one of these guys that we were feeling good about coming in this weekend. Name Florida his leader. Florida capitalized it, seals the deal. Nasir Johnson uh, is now a Gator right here. And, you know, he was the second defensive lineman to come today. And we got one more. Let's keep it going. Gator Nation, let's go. We got to commit another one. Amherst Williams, six foot three, two hundred seventy pounds from Clinton, North Carolina. This one's a bit of a surprise <laughs> today. A couple of surprises today uh, for, for 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 the Gators. A lot of people thought Penn State may be right here, uh, but four star on the twenty four seven Sports Composite, four star on the own three industry rankings, hundred eighty sixth overall player, twenty third ranked defensive lineman, hundred eightieth overall in the own three industry, twenty first ranked defensive lineman. There, so uh, he says the plan is edge uh, and a defensive end type deal at the three tech. So you know, at two seventy, that seems to be ideal uh, in, in playing in that role. He wants to play the three tech, uh, but may be able to move around if needed. Uh, plays with great energy, uh, shows really impressive change of direction. Uh, does Amherst Williams, and I mean, uh, kind of an athlete as well. Um, carried the ball thirty two times for two hundred and fifty one yards and five touchdowns. Uh, caught one pass, a 25-yard touchdown as well. Uh, but here we go. I mean, the stats right here for this player out of North Carolina, Emerson Williams made 65 tackles, 44 tackles for a loss, including 18 sacks. There were four contests in which he tallied at least three sacks last year in, in 2022. He also totaled six games where he finished with at least four tackles for a loss. So a playmaker behind the line of scrimmage is one at Amherst Williams. I mean, one more time. 65 tackles. 44 of those were tackles for a loss. 18 sacks. A stat machine right here up front along the defensive line. So as I said, many thought Penn State was a school to beat here. I mean, there's been some Penn State storylines kind of shining through here uh, for, for uh, Florida, uh, this recruiting cycle. But Penn State seemed to be the school to trending here. That's kind of why this one kind of maybe seemed a bit of a surprise. But once again, Jay Bateman comes through in an area that he knows so well up there in North Carolina, helps out here, and pulls in another. <laughs> so uh, you know, this was uh, also one Florida kind of sped up here. The, uh, it was supposed to be an August decision. Here for Williams and Florida sped it up. Saying, all right, let's go. You know, you feel good? You feel good this weekend? Let's get it done. So, no, we're not waiting until August. You got to just get a commitment right here from it. Amherst Williams, 
And look, he was going to visit Tennessee next weekend, but he'll no longer do that. So that's a big bonus, a big plus two for you know Florida getting in uh, the ears. And hey, let's you know let's shut it down. Let's shut this down a bit. So he was the first defensive line commit for the Gators, of course, um, when he committed. So now two for the Gators on this Saturday: Amherst Williams and of course Nasir Johnson. Big, big pickups for the Gators. We're, we're wondering, you know, where's the, where's the defensive line <laughs> we're recruiting at? Uh, Florida fills in two uh, right here. Another one, of course, big-time linebacker being able to pull in Aaron Childs. I mean, some a great, great day for the defensive side of the ball uh, for the Gators. And look, I don't think they're done this weekend, uh, but what did I say earlier in the Austin Simmons episode as well? <laughs> so, you know, I, it, nothing's 100%. I just say, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just kind of keep your ear open uh, the next day, next couple of days or so, see how it all plays out. But uh, this is expected, this good expected weekend's continuing, uh, uh, hope to continue uh, for the Gators here on the recruiting trail. So uh, this big weekend, hopefully paying off uh, for the Gators right here. As a look, I, I got, we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. It was time now for, for some of these guys to, you got all these visits. It's kind of the same storyline as last year for Florida. Not many. Commits off the visits, straight off the visit. Well, I mean, this last official visit weekend, it, it is paying off. I mean, these guys are visiting <laughs> and committing, uh, but it kind of played out that way last year too. Of um, not so many early June, mid June, but then the storm comes, and here we go. Might just be the way. <laughs> Might just be the way it plays out a bit. So, uh, yeah, it is funny the storyline of. Um, Maybe Billy Napier's kind of ticked off at the whole Austin Simmons situation, and you know this is where this is coming from. I think this were probably going to happen anyway. Uh, so uh, the timing of it does uh, does make for a good story. Uh, but maybe maybe timeline was sped up. May- maybe, but I do think you know we were coming in this weekend hearing at least for, um, of course. <clears throat> excuse me. I mean, I need, I need some water. Forgot my water. I'm all excited and talking and all that good stuff, but uh, well, uh, well, I'll get there back in a second. But of course, you know, Amir Jackson, we were feeling good about him coming in this weekend. All right, you got it. So that had nothing to do with Austin Simmons. Uh, of course, Nasir Johnson, we were feeling good about him, uh, and it has nothing to do with Austin Simmons either. <laughs> I think those two were probably coming this weekend anyway. Now, you know, Amherst Williams, maybe that plays into it. You know, uh, it's kind of a timeline. I don't think so. I don't think it's so much in retaliation uh, for, for, for uh for the bad news from Austin Simmons, but hey, either, I don't, I don't care. Either way, Florida's got some really, really good players here uh, to add to the 2024 class. It was a great start uh, for this 24 class, and now, I mean, you look at it, and man, it's uh, it's hard not to notice uh, what what Florida did today. Uh, and you know, if 24/7 Sports Rankings, I, I was hoping uh, right here if they're updated, which they should be, 13 commits for the Gators, and all the way up to eighth. And I think it was. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I think it was for sure in the 20s when this Saturday started. 24, I think it was. Uh, but now all the way up to 8th. Um, when, when you go to look at it, I still got Florida uh, 2, 5 stars, 8, 4 stars, 2, 3 stars. Uh, and when you look at it, you know, of course, it's kind of odd for Florida because uh, they don't have a ranking for uh, Noel P. Uh, they're the, the offensive lineman there from, from Germany. So, uh Definitely have to look at it, and you know, I don't think they're weighing him too much because of oh, where far is that uh, here. But yeah, really, really, really good rebound uh, here for Florida. But they're breaking it down right now. Four prospects, 
from the state of Georgia committed to the Gators. Only two from the state of Florida, two from Maryland, two from Texas, one from Mississippi, and one from North Carolina. Of course, uh, quarterback DJ Lagway, uh, one running back, one receiver, two offensive line, two defensive line now, three linebackers now, two defensive backs, and there we go. That's how the class breaks down right now uh, for the Gators. But a big, big jump for the Gators all the way from 24 to number eight. So, all right, everybody, hey, hit that. Uh, Hunter Crane said 22nd. Okay, yeah, I knew it was around there, too. Um, go, that big, uh, the big jump uh, from you know, around the 20th area. Uh, so, Captain Trips, here we go. We might have a defense. Hopefully, man. I, I like Austin Armstrong, and, and, and that changed there. And the way recruiting was last cycle with the defensive backs, I like what Florida brought in the defensive line as well. So, you know, there we go. Um, that was a, a way to... Um, put this defense together right, right now the last couple of cycles, uh, and we'll see where it goes uh, there with uh, Austin Armstrong leading the way and putting this class together. Uh, and we'll see, you know, fill in the defensive secondary a bit more, and we'll see what happens, you know, more maybe edge rush, uh, outside linebacker, linebacker for the Gators uh, coming up. So um, we're not done, certainly not done with defensive side of the ball either. Uh, but before I get into more of these comments, like, subscribe if you haven't done so yet. As I said, uh, I don't know what the record is, but hey, let's try and set it either. I anyway, I'm going to try. I'm going to try and go back and look. I don't know uh, if I can sort it and find it out, but I'll, I'll try. I will try. <coughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hunter, Hunter Crane, there you go. Filling on Michael Burrow on Monday. I'll go Florida right now. Uh, that's another one Georgia's interested in uh, as well. I know he's not one of the highly rated prospects out there. Not everybody in Georgia gets the five-star, <laughs> by the way. Uh, but uh, Michael Borwell, I'd say Florida right now. I, want, I do want to chase that up a bit. Today was a pretty busy day, of course, covering all this and um, some, some life stuff. Uh, but, yeah, uh, from what I can gather, Florida's in good shape there. Uh, we'll see if that continues uh, into, the, uh, into the weekend. Um. Ethan, I want to apologize. No disrespect. Ethan, I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, like I said, it's been a busy day. Um, I'm not sure what you're apologizing about. So maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe you could have just uh, went went along with that. But uh, I'll I'll accept it. Uh, whatever. But uh, Ethan, uh, e either way, I don't take all any of this stuff too personal. Uh, it's uh, it's fun to just cover it. I know we we, we get emotional at times. I said, I'm not really sure what you're referencing there, uh, but uh, there we go. Um, let's all have fun. Let's all have fun together. Uh, let's see. Scott says, you need another vacation after today? I do. I got another one in a couple weeks. <laughs> but uh, uh, hey, this was fun. Uh, this, this, is not, uh, this is not work when we, when, when we do this. Um, but let's... Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I, I can take another vacation. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Let me come back here to the comments before we. Uh, Bashay Glenn, Dave up like giving us the good news. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was getting ready because of uh, the two defensive line commits, of course, Nasir and a Amaris. Uh, but then of course it was like, all right, there's probably going to be one more. So I was like, oh man, I really want to go live. I really want to go live. Let's, let's do this thing. But I needed to hold off. Of course, um, cause that's what happened to me this morning. I'm sitting here doing the bad news, Austin Simmons episode. And then, Hey, look, there we go. We get, uh, 
we get uh, Amir Jackson committing <laughs> to the Gators. So uh, in that episode, start another episode. So I was at least trying to uh, give myself some time to maybe pull all three of these uh, commits, recent commits, these Saturday night commits together for an episode. Uh, okay, there we go. Uh, going through some more here. See a lot of, you know, try and get Chris Jones if you can, all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, if uh, if if he wants to come with some other linebackers here, I'm all for it. I am all for it. But yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think the good news is ever with this weekend. You know, Justin Cobb says thoughts on Waller. I feel good about that one too. Uh, I think Florida, and that was one I, I put in Gators Breakdown Plus this week. Somebody asked the same thing, and I was, I think I said cautiously optimistic, uh, because there wasn't a lot of news about that. Uh, but I was feeling good about that one more so than most, and uh, kind of I feel better about it this weekend. Uh, so uh, that's I, I think that's one to look out for. Certainly one to look out for. Um, Ryan says, who let Rooster out of the Discord? <laughs> uh, there we go. So get your Breakdown Plus members right here uh, in, uh, in, the, uh, in, in the YouTube chat. Rooster, Ryan, thanks, guys, for uh, hopping in here, hopping over from the Discord where, as I said, guys, there's a lot of conversation going on there. Uh, it's been an eventful day in there uh, discussing the bad news, and then all of a sudden, hey, we got some good news to discuss, but that's uh, it's life of a Gator fan, right? Life of a Gator fan, but all right, it is getting late. Levi in here too. Way to go! Yep, thanks for all you Gators breakdown plus members. If you haven't done so yet, as I said, um, it'd be I'd be grateful for your support. Um, trying to you know build some great stuff there. Um, Gators breakdown plus. Hey, you get some, you get some benefits. Some some custom episodes. I'll be doing a chat coming up this week with all this recruiting news. There'll be a custom chat for members this week, and uh, a lot more custom episodes. Uh, especially during the season, uh, of course. But uh, chat's going on there all the time. You can interact with me, interact with a whole lot of fellow Gator fans, commercial-free episodes as well of Gators Breakdown Plus. So that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. Big recruiting day for the Gators. Enjoy the good news. Enjoy the good news. Um, I can't say it any, any more than that. I know we get frustrated. We do. But when the good news comes, enjoy it just as, as much as you slam the bad news. <laughs> so... That'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.